This episode of the Think Outside the Lens podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash OTL podcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Visit audibletrial.com slash OTL podcast to get started today. You're listening to the Think Outside the Lines podcast. Practical solutions and ideas for designing the life you want with an added dose of inspiration. Here's your host, Sean Feeney. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Think Outside the Lines podcast. My mission with this show is simple. I want to help you improve your life. In each episode, I talk to people who are designing the lives of their dreams. I believe that if they can do it, so can you. And these conversations are meant to inspire you to take action and to pursue the life you've always wanted to live. I'm Sean, and you can find me over at thinkoutsidethelands.com, where we explore these ideas further. My guest today left her six-figure income position as a VP to create a life of passion and purpose. Now she is helping others do the same. As the founder of Neon Owl, a media company that focuses on bringing positive, inspirational content back into music media, she connects artists and fans to give back to charities around the world. Her cause is one that I can truly get behind, and I really enjoyed our inspiring conversation. It's time to think outside the lines with Elaine Wayne. Welcome to the show, Elaine Wayne. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me on. How's it going? So good. What's your greatest desire in life at the moment? My greatest desire right now is to bring more good to the world and inspire others to do the same. I love it. And we're going to talk a lot more about how you're doing that. Uh, What's your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Believe it or not, my favorite place is still New York. And that's why I moved here. So I I think New York is, has been my favorite place so far. I love it. How long have you lived in New York? I have been here on and off since last September when I decided to make the crazy jump. And I've been traveling, you know, in and out of the country, but I guess technically almost a year now. That's cool. Because when I first met you, I think you lived up north in California, right? Yes, I lived in San Francisco at that point. Nice. Is that where you grew up? Yeah, that's where I was born and raised and lived most of my life. Wow. I love when people take the leap to like, jump coasts yeah because like I was born and raised in Southern California and I actually have no desire to live anywhere else because I love it so much here but um it's so cool when people especially like New York I guess San Francisco is kind of like the New York of the west coast so it's not aside from the weather it's probably not too different yeah I mean it's it's great I love San Francisco but it's just one of those things where I knew that I I didn't want to live my entire life in the same place without exploring like other places and that's why I'm so big on travel and that's why I decided to move to New York. So aligned with that. So aligned with <laughs> that. Uh, tell me about someone you admire. That's a really good question actually. I, I mean I have like like mentors and people that's kind of opened up my mind, right? Guys like uh, I think Lewis Howes is someone I admire. Darren Hardy is someone I admire. Then I have people in my immediate life that I interact with quite often. Like one of my mentors through college, his name is Sungil, and he's someone that taught me that you lead by serving others. So I think those three people off the top of my head. That's really cool. I love that concept, and it ties into a lot of what you're doing, which we're going to talk about. 
Uh, you can recommend one book that will change someone's life. What is it? Definitely The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Oh my gosh. I don't think I've read that. <laughs> but hands down, it's a, it can be a life-changing book. And it's the book that actually led me to making a lot of the crazy decisions I have in the last year and a half. Two years. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love it. I love when someone recommends a new book. Most people say a book that like I've probably read 10 times, but that's... Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's a great book. And I've bought about 10 copies for my friends as well. Nice. It's, it's, I'm assuming it's about like compound interest. It's about like just making the little tweaks in your life that will lead to great results and change. Love it. I'm going to check it out. Mm-hmm. All right, Elaine, we've been trying to coordinate this interview for <laughs> forever now. <laughs> a, a year. Right? So I'm yeah. so excited to finally have you on the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, now I'm really inspired by your mission and I really can't wait to talk more about it. But I'd love if you could start out by giving us some insight into your background and tell us what you believe to be the message that you were brought here to share with the world. Yeah, a little bit about my background. Jeez. Let's see. I've been doing I've been doing sales and business development for as long as I can remember. So maybe about let's see, I'm twenty eight now. So six, seven, eight years. And prior to starting my companies, Neon Owl and Gypsy Social, I was working at a construction and renewable energy company. And at that time I was making shit ton of money. (laughs) And I had been with the company for about four years when I started having this realization that although I was making more money I was living a good life. I was traveling. I had unlimited, you know, time off. I just wasn't living my life's true purpose, which is to give back to the world, to connect people and to inspire others to be the bravest and boldest versions of themselves while creating something good. And that was about a year and a half ago or a little bit less. That's around the same time we met right through soga yeah and since then my life has changed a lot That's so and awesome. i've been just i made the leap I, I left my six-figure income job i moved across country i started a company without you know like making a ton of profit or money in mind but that's led to so many more opportunities and my other company and now I'm, I'm helping others do the same as well as I continue to build Neon Owl which is a music media company and lifestyle brand that connects artists and fans to help charities around the world that's awesome so that's I want to talk a lot about that today because <laughs> I'm super passionate about music um, and, and I know that you are too so one of the things that you say in your bio is that music is the one universal language that connects us all and has the power to unite people across the world, no matter what our background. And I could not agree more with that statement. Uh, music has had a huge impact on my life. And I think what I love the most about music is that it doesn't matter to me what kind of music you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually love if people like different music because there's still like music is the common thread and the, the differences in music that people like is actually what makes people different. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is a really big question, but Personally, it would probably take me an entire answer to, to answer this question. But talk to me a little bit about how music has inspired you in your life and how you came to this conclusion. Yeah. So it it's, it inspires me in different ways, right, depending on what point of my life I'm in. So uh, we'll kind of take it back to childhood. I've always, always, always listened to music. Um, my parents love music. 
I used to do the whole like recording over like a cassette tape to make <laughs> these mixtapes, like literally totally when I was did. in elementary school, right? I've always been that girl that loves sharing a brand new song that someone else doesn't know about. And throughout my teenage years, I was going through like a tougher time, which I'm sure a lot of teenagers go through, right? The rebellious, like I hate the world, I hate my parents um, <laughs> phase. And at that time, I listened to a lot of uh, Eminem, right? And that got me through, like that helped me channel my anger. And then somewhere along the lines of like my early teenage years to late teenage years, like music kind of pumped me up and kind of inspired me to like either break free or or just kind of do more with my life. And as that evolved into my, I think, I guess my adult years, it's, it's always been a form of expression, whether I was sad or happy or or angry or it doesn't matter what type of emotion, like music always made things better, right? Yeah. And then... In the last few years, I've always listened to all types of music, but in the last few years specifically, I started attending music festivals. There are more dance music festivals, you know, electronic music festivals, and that's kind of when I discovered a whole new culture in the sense that people in the dance music community and people at these music festivals are always welcoming. They're always very compassionate they're very accepting and they're in a way like weird in the sense that they'll they'll dress up in crazy outfits and not care and just be so free and I was just totally captivated by that the first time I went to EDC that's Electric Daisy Carnival in Vegas and I was like what is this world It's, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a world where people like don't care about whether you're a doctor whether you work at McDonald's at Starbucks, whether you're a student, whether you're 18 or 50, like you literally see like old couples there dancing, like their hearts out. That's so awesome. And I was so like drawn to this culture and this community that I started thinking like, wow, why can't people live like this in like their everyday lives instead of you know, some people see a music festival as an escape, right, from reality. Yeah. I want to bring that to life into every single day. That's so cool. So tell me more about Neon Owl. Like, what, like, you gave us the background, but tell us, like, what you do on a day-to-day basis and how you help. Because I know there's, like, a charity element involved as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, I think one year after EDC, I, I started thinking of what I just said, which is, how can I like bring this into everyday lives for so many people, right? How can I use this as a vehicle to inspire people to go after their dreams or their passions or to inspire other socially conscious actions and companies? And I was thinking like dance music is still this space where a lot of people are familiar with DJs, producers, and their songs. But DJs and producers are not quite under the microscope as much as, let's say, a pop star, right, or a rock star. We oftentimes still don't know their stories and behind, you know, just the track that they produce. So that's when I decided that, you know, if these DJs can control crowds of hundreds of thousands, like, how much impact can they make if, if, 
you know, I was able to create something where I'm able to connect these artists and fans to share stories and to help charities around the world. And that's when I kind of came up with this really vague concept of, okay, I'd love to host big charity shows one day, but how do I do that? I don't even exist right now in, <laughs> in, this, in this industry. And I was like, okay, if I'm good at something, it's, it's telling stories, it's, it's connecting people, it's getting to the right people. So from day one that we started, I knew that I had this charity line in mind where I'd be able to partner up with artists and, you know, sell merchandise, create cool designs that people can rock at festivals and in their everyday lives and give all the proceeds back to charity. But of course, I just couldn't create that from out of nowhere because I wasn't known. So what I did was I started generating content. I started interviewing people, uh, video, right, face-to-face, and sometimes audio. I preferred that over the blog format just because there's so many music blogs out there, and they tend to generate a pretty similar type of content. So I wanted to really step outside the box and blend their personal stories, their struggles, like what they've overcome, and blend music with entrepreneurship and following a dream. And people really, really, really related with that. So as we grew our following that way, and as these artists and people in the industry started recognizing Neon Owl as just a platform that wanted to connect and give back, we were able to build those connections to actually launch our charity line. That's happening this month. And from day one, even from our regular merchandise, our regular clothes, I said that 10% of every purchase, um, not profit, but 10% of every purchase went back to charity. So I think from day one, we had such a clear mission and what we were trying to accomplish. That's what's allowed us to grow to the point that we're at now. And that's what's allowed us to be able to host charity shows and get the right people behind us to support it. I love it. How do you decide what charities you're going to work with? Um, Yeah, so I'm, you know, I care about a lot of different causes. So when we started, we partnered up with the Fenders Music Foundation. And the reason why we did that was because we thought it was a very fitting first charity since we're all about the music. And the reason why we partnered up with that organization as well is it didn't take a ton of money to be able to donate these instruments, right, and save these music programs, And I knew that ultimately I wanted to work up to not necessarily having an impact on a more important charity, but one that takes a little bit more money to have an impact on. So this year we're working with Generosity and Generosity builds wells in third world countries for clean water and it costs $7,000 to build a well. So we're kind of at that point where we can make that impact with the help of artists and other influencers and, of course, our following. And then next year, as we grow even more, we want to partner up with something similar to, let's say, Pencils of Promise, where it takes $25,000 to build a school and other causes like Doctors Without Borders. And we're constantly looking into different charities and the type of impact that we can make on those charities. Wow. I love it. I love it so much. So you talked a little bit about some of the charities that you hope to work with. What are some of the other long-term objectives that you have with the NL? Yeah. How can someone listening today, maybe who's just as passionate, um, help to contribute? Yeah. I think that, I mean, I, I said that I had this vision, right, of 
hosting charity, big charity festivals. But at the end of the day, I don't really feel like it's any one end goal. Like, of course, the we've hosted charity shows before and to host like international charity festivals would be great, right, for our brand to be international, which it's kind of breaking through already in that sense. Like, for me, I just want to get the message of Neon Owl across, which is a dance, give, inspire. So the more people we can reach, the better. And I see that as a success in its, in its own, right? Like I get messages all the time from either people I know or people I do not know at all saying that they love the type of content we're creating, that it's really shaking things up in the music industry and maybe not even in the music industry. Like some people that don't even like dance music or electronic music listen to our interviews and they're like, wow. Like that inspires me or, or you inspire me or Neon Owl inspires me to take a step towards my dream, even if that's outside of my nine to five. I've had someone message me and tell me that I inspired them to move across country. You know, they live in the same place, had the same job, but that I inspired them to go after their dream, even if they don't really know what's secure for them. So Honestly, like I feel like my personal mission is to continue to do that and to inspire maybe other companies in the industry to do the same and to inspire other socially conscious companies and other leaders that believe in the same thing. Perfect. Now, you and I met in an entrepreneur mastermind group, so I know that entrepreneurship is something that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, in another interview, though, I heard you reference that you didn't have the best experience in college. That college college didn't really provide you with the tools that you were hoping to pursue what you actually wanted to do. I feel the same way, uh, but I'm curious to know what, if anything, about your collegiate experience kind of started you on that path to entrepreneurship. Yeah, I think that as a kid or as a teenager, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. My parents have, I'm first generation here, so they were pretty ambitious. They came here from China. They attempted like entrepreneurship multiple times and failed. So I somehow had this, once again, I'm I'm stubborn, right? And I'm ambitious. So I just (laughs) had this need of like, crap, I want to be able to accomplish what they weren't able to and, and for myself and as well to, to make them proud. Right. So I knew I wanted to pursue entrepreneurship. I just didn't know in what sense or in what industry. So in college, Obviously, I worked the three, four jobs to put myself through school, and I was always about doing internships, working, and getting real life, real world experience instead of attending a 500-person lecture and the multiple choice. So <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't regret going to college because that's actually where I found or one of the internships found me, College Works, College Works, and that was an entrepreneurship type in, internship where They taught me how to start up and run my own business. And that was kind of when I pretty much knew that I was definitely going to be an entrepreneur beyond that internship, beyond my college career. And um, I don't know, I guess it just took doing something out of the ordinary and feeling so alive (laughs) And feeling like I was in control of my success, right? My profit, my loss, my customer base, um, and creating something of my own that 
just clarified my, my future for me. And I did take a little detour, not in the sense that I, I was like, okay, I don't want to be an entrepreneur, but I got recruited for my next job, which was also my last job that I ended up working at for about three and a half years. I worked for a very, very talented person who came from the same program. And I wanted to learn the ins and outs of starting and running your own company. And, and that's exactly what I did. And it was a good three and a half years, right, while it lasted. And I'm grateful for that opportunity. But like pretty much I knew that leaving that company, I was never going to work for someone else again. I started this podcast because I wanted to challenge the idea of living the status quo. So I want to ask you, how can those of us with that mindset work to convince the world that you don't have to conform to what you've been fed your whole life? I mean, I was definitely raised a certain way, and I am so not living up to that right now. <laughs> I, you know, My parents do not agree with what I'm doing, but I think they're finally starting to see that I'm happy and that I'm, I'm helping others and I'm achieving results in not the way that they expected me to, but it's happening. And I think that so many people, I talk to so many people every single day that have conformed, right, or have followed that path and have decided that this is the way, therefore, I'm going to go through steps one, two, three, or I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. But more and more now, we're seeing that people are not happy with that, like, just look within your own circle. You don't even need to go anywhere else. Just look within your own circle. People are saying, oh, can't wait till it's Friday or like, thank God it's totally. Friday or, oh man, it, it's 4.45 right now. And you're seeing that more and more and people are looking into personal development or let's say entrepreneurship type books and podcasts and people are realizing that going to a good college and getting a four-year degree does not get you shit. You will likely work at whatever job you're working at still or be stuck in the rat race. So people are constantly yearning and striving for something different. They're they're kind of hesitant, but they want to take a leap into entrepreneurship or, you know, anything that will make them feel more alive whether you admit that or not like that's what most people are thinking right now and the difference is most people are thinking it and are wanting it or they're looking for someone to kind of push them off that that ledge and I think I deal with a lot of those people or they have the balls to just go do it totally well it's so interesting because I think it's definitely something that I think is hitting like this generation for the first time Mm -hmm. because we've always been conditioned, you know, go to college and after college, you know, get a job and raise a family buy a house and, you know, go into debt, like whatever that looks like. (laughs) You're seeing this whole generation that is challenging that. Right. And I think that part of the reason that they're challenging it is after they've graduated college, like some people, you know, finish college, they get that first job and they're like, Oh, I'm miserable. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Um, But, you know, to your point, there's some people that graduate college and that's not necessarily a ticket to, you know, a successful life anymore. It's immediate debt and there's there's no guarantee at the end of college that you're going to have a good job for the rest of your life anymore, let alone like a pension or, you know, those sort of things are just gone now. And so it's really fascinating to see this whole, you know, generation of people that are like, hmm, maybe we should rethink the way we're doing this. Yeah. And I think that like right now is 
the time where like people are realizing a college degree does not guarantee success or a happy life. And at the same time, just the internet technology and everything, like you don't need to like rent a shop out to start a business anymore. You can literally (laughs) start a business with like a hundred bucks. Right. Um, so that's why right now it's, there's more competition than ever, but there's also more opportunity than ever. And there's really no better time to pursue your dream. And I'm not saying everyone should go quit their jobs and like pursue their dreams, but like, even if it's a couple steps towards your passion and your dream, like there's a very low, like commitment to actually financially to actually get that going. Totally. And it's interesting because I think the internet is one of those things where if you use it intentionally, um, it gives you access to so much of what you're talking about. I think a lot of people use it the wrong way and they kind of use it like they used to use TV where they just like veg out and (laughs) on social media all day. But, um, there's people like you and I that are using it very intentionally, right? Like I'm able to connect with people all over the world just as you are. Um, you know, and start a business and host a podcast and do really cool shit out in the world. So yeah, absolutely. And I use Facebook every single day. I am a Facebook addict, but I'm not using it to look at like videos and vines or like whatever. I'm I'm talking to people like you. Like I'm yeah. connecting with people, and there's no I don't have a problem. I'm on Facebook all the time, but I'm like you said, intentional with it. Totally. And like I said, don't get me wrong. Social media. I mean. I love it. It's absolutely one of my favorite things. But again, <laughs> use it intentionally and don't use it to, like, I don't know, like the people that are, you know, <laughs> about politics all day now or, you know, like there's just things that it's like, yeah. there's, you try to do good in the world, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Many people out there who are tackling a new endeavor feel stuck in their progress or they don't know where to begin. And you always hear things, in the, especially in the entrepreneurship circles, like, well, just start or just take action. But if someone doesn't know what that action is, that advice isn't really helpful, right? So what is a tangible piece of advice that you would give someone who wants to get started but doesn't quite know where or how? Yeah, um, that's great. That's a great question. And that's what I work with a lot of my clients on um, through Gypsy Social. And I think that first you have to ask yourself, what would I do if I didn't make jack shit (laughs) and still be happy? And I know not everyone takes this approach, but that's the exact type of approach that I took with Neon Owl. And I truly believe that when you're living your life's passion and you're doing something good in the world and your intentions are good and the core of what you're trying to do is good, the money will come. So not everyone will agree with this, but I truly believe that if you can answer that question, whether it's I want to do something in music. I want to connect people. I want to help people or, you know, I want to make like cool, weird animal clay figures, like whatever it is, decide on that. And then like the rest of the answers will come. It's ask yourself what you would be willing to do and excited to pursue every day, like when you wake up and every night when you go to bed, like that's the first question you want to ask yourself. Don't ask yourself oh, what would I like to do and still make really good money doing that? (laughs) Because then you'll be focusing on the wrong thing. So I think it really comes down to what do I believe in? What am I passionate about? And what would I be willing to stay up late at night or wake up early in the mornings doing? I think that's the first question. And then once you kind of sort of figure that out, 
you know, start surrounding yourself with other dreamers, um, other doers, and people that will push you and hold you accountable. Um, I, I always talk about like one of the attributes that I, I kind of contribute to my successes. When I think of something and I decide on something, I always put it out there into the world. Whether that was, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to make a difference in this world. I'm going to start Neon Owl. I'm going to start Gypsy Social. I'm going to move across country in my car. Like, I tell people. I tell people because even though I know I hold myself accountable, there's something about letting people you trust or people that you respect know like what your intentions are that holds you extra accountable like maybe that person will will ask you hey elaine so how's it going are you moving and you're like uh yeah shit yeah i'm moving <laughs> totally stating it out there in the world that just kind of somehow everything aligns you keep pushing forward and the next thing you know you've achieved that next milestone and you're being pushed to the next level I could not agree with you more. I mean, I use this podcast as an example of that because I I started this podcast late twenty mid to late twenty fifteen, and I started talking about it for that very reason. I wanted to be very intentional. I wanted, and I knew that the people in my life would hold me accountable. And so I started getting like around November, like, okay, you know, when are you launching this thing? And <laughs> I said, you know, January first. I was very intentional about it, and that really forced me to have something to deliver by January first. And I did, and I've been, you know, doing it ever since then. So absolutely accountability and, and talking to people that you trust about it, I think are two very important. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think holds most people back from achieving their goals? I think what most people are afraid of is A, the unknown, and B, like, leaving the comfortable life or risking what you currently have. And that just kind of goes back. Like people are always like, oh man, I make X amount of money now. Like, you know, what would I, what would I make if I made the jump towards my passion? But I think that people should stop focusing on that and people should start focusing on what there is to gain. Um, How much more purposeful would my life be and start focusing on the positive and instead of what there is to lose is it's what there is to gain and you know how much more inspiring every day would be you know how how many more people we can reach so I, I truly think that it's the unknown that scares people and that's what makes them like kind of stand on that ledge but not jump because they're afraid but I think that like once you make that jump like the universe has a way of like giving you what you want. Like I do believe that the universe conspires for our success. We just have to be brave and bold enough and honest enough to go after it and to make that jump. Could not agree with you more. Well said. Uh, What is a challenge you've encountered along the way that you'd like to maybe help someone on a similar trajectory not have to experience? Shit. Well, (laughs) there's so many things that I encountered right along the way, but I will say that never have I once thought about giving up. I think that sometimes, you know, things do get kind of hard. And for me, it was the big shock of like the financial aspect, right? Like for a while, I I literally went from making six figures to zero dollars. 
But I think that um, I think that sometimes people give up too easily. Yeah. So for me, it's like, okay, I didn't expect to replace my six-figure income in like a week, right? So <laughs> there's always that like that panic of like, oh shit, like what did I do? But ultimately, I think you have to just remind yourself of like what your your life's purpose is and the, all the reasons why you made the leap to begin with. So every time I'm feeling that panic and I'm like, oh shit, like what's going to happen a month from now? I just breathe. Sometimes I lean on people for support, you know. Sometimes I, I write in my journal a lot. I talk to people that are not necessarily trying to do the same thing, but on the path of like trying to be the best version of themselves, trying to create something out of the ordinary, trying to do something purposeful in this world. And I kind of lean on those people for support, you know, because that's what you need. And they're the people that remind you that, hey, you're doing something that most people won't do. So yes, of course, the the worries of money and stress and starting your own company and all of that will come up. But if this were easy, everyone would be doing it. So you just kind of remind yourself, you, you take a breather and you just you just keep going because your why, your purpose should be strong enough. And ultimately just have faith and put in the work, obviously, right? But believe in what you do and like keep grinding and it will work out. You mentioned journaling. What are some other tools and tricks that you use to stay inspired or motivated? So I, I journal a lot. I make sure that every week and this is something that I took from the compound effect. You know, they say that the average of your average, your personal average, are the five people that you hang out with the most. So a couple years ago, I was feeling a little bit stuck in, in this area. I was like, damn, I need to up my average. So something I've been doing for the last year now is every single week, I make sure that I'm networking with someone new. I make sure that I'm talking to someone that's trying to do something different in this world. And I make sure that I reach out to someone that's in, in whichever way more established than me and have gone through what I've been through. So that keeps me challenged and motivated. And that also keeps me grounded, you know, like for all the crazy things that I'm trying to do. Um, I, I listen to music a lot and I make sure that every now and then I travel that can be a road trip, right, within the country or traveling out of the country because it's really important that, you know, while I'm doing all this and driving myself crazy every day, that I take a t take time to breathe and to relax and to experience other cultures and to just be somewhere different. And, and that inspires me and that keeps me going. I love it. You sound like you've got it all figured out. It's, it's, it's admirable. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I don't know how I do, but <laughs> whatever. As best as you can, right? As best as you can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you define success and would you say that you've achieved it? I would say that I am more successful now than I've ever been. And that truly comes from, I think success is being your true authentic self and impacting the world and others the way you want to. And I think it's inspiring others to do the same. So that's exactly what I'm doing right now. And I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now, which is why I say I'm more successful than I've ever been in my life. 
but it's a continuous journey. And I feel like this chapter will bring me to the next. And that kind of shifts, you know, over time. But the core purpose should still be the same, which is to impact others, to make this world a better place, and to always be growing and to help others do the same. What do you hope the world looks like five years from now? I hope that the world is more compassionate. I hope that less and less people are living in the whole, you know, nine to five, the rat race, living how they're, they think they're supposed to live. And that more and more people are following their hearts and creating something of meaning. So hopefully, you know, everything we talked about earlier, I hope that's what the world looks like more five years from now. You get to go back in time and tell your 18 year old self one thing. What do you tell her? Hmm, 18 years old. What was I? 10 years ago. Let me see. What was I thinking (laughs) or doing then? I think that, I mean, I don't regret anything, but I I definitely was more lost back then. If I were to have told myself something, I think it would be to go with your heart and to stop constantly trying to do what others expect of you and the path that was kind of laid out for you. I think if I told myself that, I probably would have gone after all the things that I care about sooner. But like I said, I have no regrets. But if if I could have gotten an earlier start, I think that's what I would have told myself. I love that. I'd I'd actually probably tell myself something very similar. (laughs) Yeah. What do you hope will be your legacy? I hope my legacy will just be that, you know, beyond my time, people remember me as a very happy person that tried to make a difference in this world and did make a difference in this world. You know, someone that touched people's lives, their hearts, and inspired others to go create and to give and to live their lives to the fullest. All right, Elaine, tell us where we can connect with you on the web and give us a brief overview of, I know you have two companies, so this the, the different services that you offer. Yeah. So, of course, we talk a lot about Neon Owl, and you guys can find our website at neonowl.co. We actually have our charity line launching, so there will be a ton of cool stuff, ton of interviews, and all of that. We're also Neon Owl Co. across the board on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And then I also run Gypsy Social, which um, I help consult other people with creating something of meaning or people that are new to entrepreneurship, find their niche and to get clear on what they truly want to create in this world. So we also help existing businesses with branding and rebranding as well. And that can be found at gypsysocial.co and same for the social medias as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am just, I'm really inspired by what you're out there doing and I, I look forward to watching your continued success. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure and same to you. All right, I want to thank Elaine so much for joining me today. And of course, I want to thank you for listening. If you had any revelations today, I encourage you to join the conversation over on our Facebook page or in our all-new Facebook group. And if you're enjoying the show, I'd love if you'd head over to iTunes and click on the subscribe button. And while you're there, if you could take a moment to leave a quick review, it helps my show out a lot. Now, you can find the links for everything we talked about today in the show notes, which can be found over at thinkoutsidethelines.com slash podcast. Until next time, go out there and pursue your passion today. Because the best way to predict the future is to create it.
more information, please visit eoutsidethelines.com.